Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Mother Teresa, come be my light. Private Writings of the Saint of Calcutta, Chapter 4, Continued. Section 8, Drop It for All Eternity. Mother Teresa sent this long letter, together with the first set of rules written some days earlier to Father Van Exum for review and approval. He studied her notes carefully and waited to meet her in Calcutta, on her way from Darjeeling back to Asensol. At the end of an extensive discussion on June 14th, Father Van Exum gave her an entirely unexpected reply. He ordered her to drop the whole endeavor for all eternity. If neither he nor the Archbishop mentioned it further. To emphasize the seriousness of his request, he put it in writing. Later that day, he related to Archbishop Perrier in a letter the strategy he had taken. She is to leave the whole work to me and to your grace and to put the whole affair out of her mind. She should drop it for all eternity, if she is asked nothing any more by your grace or by me. As to the writings, I did not tell her at all what I would do with them. Burn them, tear them up, keep them, or send them to your grace. I told her she had to live only in the present, and not at all in the future and be a perfect nun. She could develop initiative in her present apostolate, but had to increase, especially in the virtue of prudence, which she needed most. I insisted on obedience, cheerful, prompt, simple, and blind. I assured her that she could never make a mistake if she obeyed. I allowed her a little more penance and much more abnegation. But I doubt whether she can practice more than she does. She has not refused anything to our Lord. This was not the answer Mother Teresa anticipated. She had been longing to go and bring joy to the suffering heart of Jesus eagerly waiting for the archbishop's yes. She was now faced with another severe test, and from none other than her trusted spiritual director. Yet, faithful to her commitment not to refuse the Lord anything, she chose to obey. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here. Ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us.
Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Several times in his own life, Saint Philip Neri was faced with a female penitent or a female nun or someone who had been recommended to him who claimed to be having visions of Jesus, who claimed to have revelations, and they were sent to St. Philip to figure out his view of the matter. And St. Philip would treat these women very often very badly in the eyes of others. What I mean is he would command them to do things, to say things, to do all kinds of things that seemed rather difficult, challenging. He would yell at them. He would tell them they didn't know what they were talking about. He would ask them to sit quietly for a long time. He would order them to lie on the floor. He, all kinds of things, say, saying things, insulting things, pretending to be very mad. Why? He was testing to see what kind of spirit they had. If they were really from God, what they were receiving, if they were just his instrument, if they were really concerned about the glory of God, then they would not be very bothered that they themselves were being treated this way. They were the messenger. They were the instrument. And if they really wanted God's will to be done, then they would pull through these challenging attacks, as it were. Okay, that's how St. Philip did it. And this is the kind of thing that Mother Teresa was also put through. Here she is, writing the blueprint of her order. And what is her spiritual father? The one person she really trusted. What does he do to her? He gives her this obedience that she is to say nothing more. She is to pursue this no further unless she hears something from him or the archbishop. She is supposed to surrender this thing, this thing that's burning in her heart. Surrender it to God in a form of obedience. Is this because Father Van Exum didn't trust her? Doubted her holiness? No. Look at her letter. He says, I don't think she can do any more than she's doing. I don't think that she could do more penance, more self-abnegation. He says she's never refused our Lord anything. He really thinks that. He has the highest view of her holiness. And yet he does this to her. Because he wants to make sure where it's coming from. Even an angel of light can be deceiving to us. That's what the Bible says. The devil clothes himself as an angel of light. He had to be absolutely certain that this was from God. And one of the ways he was going to do that was to test mother in this great trial. This opposition, this trial, this difficulty was not a sign that God had abandoned mother. No, 
It's a sign of his greater love for her. This is going to give more glory to him and strengthen her work even more. God was laying the foundation for the missionaries of charity through Mother Teresa's humility and her obedience. Now just think what Mother was having to go through at this point. She now had to make one of the greatest acts of obedience of her whole life. When she went to the chapel and had promised our Lord she would do nothing further, not move one finger for this work, unless she heard from them, she was putting the whole thing into Jesus' hands in a way she hadn't yet done before. Mother Teresa, in that moment, grew incredibly in love for Jesus, in surrender to him. Let us ask the Lord tonight for the grace to surrender to the purifications, the sufferings he puts into our lives. These are opportunities for us to stretch forward and to grow in love as we've never done before. Things that we would never choose, we would never want to happen to us. If we can accept them, if we can embrace them, our hearts expand and we grow in God's love. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.